Did you know, supervisors play an important role in promoting and maintaining safety in the workplace. It is their words, actions and attitudes that influence how workers approach safety on the construction site. In this episode of the Safety Cast, we'll be discussing the role and responsibilities of a construction site supervisor. Thanks for joining us today, Kevin. Uh, before we start, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background in the construction industry? Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I'm an inspector with the construction team. I've been with the team for about 12 years now, 12 years at SafeWork. Prior to starting with SafeWork, I was an electrician. I guess like most tradies, I started out you know, as an apprentice pretty much straight out of high school, uh, worked my way through my trade, uh, ended up as a site supervisor myself, and I guess probably the reason you end up in one of those roles is because you're either the most interested or, yep. or you just turn up the most often. <laughs> yeah, so from there, ended up studying safety and into SafeWork. Okay, excellent. Um, look, thanks for that, Kevin. Um, when you were working in the construction industry as a supervisor, um, how do you see your role when supervising other workers on site? Yeah, it's really interesting to see how people become site supervisors. Definitely myself as a tradie. We, th- there certainly wasn't any formal training at that stage. Like I said, it was probably the person that turned up the most or seemed the most interested. Um, was the one that got selected to be the site supervisor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I guess at that stage... Um, it was really monkey see, monkey do. I just copied the tradies before me and try and imitate what they did. I guess as long as you produce the job on time and a quality product, uh, you're going to stay in that supervisory or supervisory sort of role. Yep. But I guess along with that, you have the responsibilities of safety, especially being an electrician. A lot of people could shock themselves and whatnot. So um, just being aware of the staff below you, uh, understanding their needs, You know, because you're also responsible for the training of workers, ordering materials. Absolutely. You know, the role of a supervisor is so big and varied. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly when it comes to safety, I guess that's what we're talking about being safe work inspectors. Yeah, we really need to know the importance of safety on sites uh, and communicating that to workers below us. So um, supervisors take all sorts of shapes and forms. Um, you could work for a very large, sophisticated company, um, in which case your role as site supervisor could simply be managing the people on site every day while someone else is doing the, the quoting and the ordering materials for you and all those sorts of things. Um, including the safety side. You might have a safety officer who's dedicated to that and doing most of the safety things for you. Um, or you could be a sole trader that's also a, a supervisor as well, in which case you're wearing all of those hats. You're the, you're the person providing quotes and doing the estimates and, and looking after the health and safety side as well. Yep. And then again, I guess myself, when, as soon as I finished my trade, I was re- responsible for the apprentices below me. Um, and even in that role as a worker, was also a site supervisor for the, the workers that were below me as well. So it's very important to be aware of you know, what your responsibilities are when you're, I guess, supervising people and in that sort of role. Um, so simply following your safe work method statements and I guess following simple instructions, very important. Uh, there can often be a number of people in a supervisory role uh, on a construction site. Um, what sort of things do site supervisors need to keep in mind about that when there's sort of multiple... Yeah, um, yeah. Probably as I, as I mentioned earlier, like supervisors tend to take all sort of shapes and forms. Um, you can be supervising one one apprentice, or you could be supervising the entire site as a representative of the principal contractor. Probably what's most important is that you need to all PCBUs or all supervisors need to speak with each other. So everyone has a duty to ensure health and safety standards are kept up on site. Um, and the only way to really meet that duty is to speak to all the other PCBUs, all the other supervisors on the site, um, to make sure that their work isn't going to impact on your activities and that your activities aren't going to impact upon them. 
um, and also improves efficiency as well. For example, just talking about something really basic is the legislation might say that uh, PCBU has to provide toilets or amenities for, for workers yes. rather than having every single trade provide their own toilets for their own trade. Um, everyone can get together and talk about who's going to provide it, typically the principal contractor. Yep. Um, you can put that into contracts, you can negotiate and those sorts of things. Um, but although only one person has to provide it, everyone has to make sure it's done. Yes. Um, and yet everyone has to make sure that whatever that safety system is, so whether it's toilets, whether it's scaffold, whatever it might be, um, everyone has a duty to make sure that that standard of whatever's being provided is upkept. Is upkept, and they're all consulted throughout the process as well as... Yeah, that's right. As we talked about. Okay. Uh, what about the fact that there can be various trades on site with different levels of experience? Um, how do you generally decide the level of supervision that they require? Yeah, um, good question. There's... Um, I guess people often think of young workers as inexperienced. Um, then again, some people could be fully qualified tradesperson at the age of 20 if they Absolutely. leave school at 16. Yep. Whereas I guess in the current environment uh, with COVID and whatnot flying around and the high unemployment rate, there could be a lot of people looking to change industries. Um, if you're if you're previously, I don't know, making coffees or pouring drinks, uh, a lot of bars and things have closed down. Um, you might be looking for other work and construction might be that that change mm-hmm. that you're looking for. Um, in which case there could be a lot of older people coming into industry and they just don't have the experience like the experience that someone a lot younger might have. Yep. So it's important to know that it's not just the age of the person that's impacted, it's the experience of the person. And I guess another thing to consider is someone could have stepped out of the industry for a number of years and might be looking to come back. A lot of things change over the years and uh, Technology yeah, they might have lost yeah. that, yep. that I guess that uh, uh, site awareness yep. um, that you just have when you're turning up to site every day. You tend to have a feel for... For what, yeah, yeah. Where, where the traffic is and you know where work's occurring and where you should and shouldn't be. Um, whereas new people, they're a little bit lost and certainly yes. as, as a site supervisor, you can provide that mentoring ability. Especially for new people in the industry, uh, it can be a bit daunting. There's a lot of noise and That's right. rough people walking yeah, around. Yeah. Um, so I think as a site supervisor, you can really nurture them and help them to grow within the industry. Yep. Um, if they feel like they're welcome on site and they're being protected and looked after, um, they're more likely to come back and keep working for you and, um, and putting in a really good effort. Okay. And to sort of gauge their level of experience, um, something like a task observation would probably be, be handy in that situation if they're, they're new to site just to sort of see where they're at. With yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, even for things that require a highest work licence, because you have the licence doesn't necessarily mean that you're yep. you're competent as such. Yep. Um, like I said, people could have stepped out of the industry for a number of years and come back. Like I said, I've been with SafeWork for 12 years now. Um, I certainly wouldn't say that my standard of wiring up a switchboard is at the same standard as yeah. someone who's been doing it for the past 12 years. You know, it might come back faster, you know, simply because I've, I've done my trade. Yes. But um, at the same time, I still wouldn't hold myself to the standard of some other people who have been doing it every day for so long. Yep. Um, and so that also comes, you know, machine operators and those sorts of things. Yeah, they might not be operating at a standard that you would expect of someone with a high-risk work license. So, um, yeah, it's important to watch watch over them, um, new people on your site, and simply question them when you're doing your inductions and those sorts of things. Yes. Simply ask people, where have you been? What have you been doing? What was Into the last site you worked on? Yep. Um, and you'll probably pick up a vibe from the person yep. um, as to whether they're really comfortable and where they've been and what they've done, and that might trigger you to um, a bit more closer supervision on them when they when they start working out on site. Okay. Awesome. Um, what else could a supervisor do uh, to then maintain the high level of safety on site? Yeah, there's. I guess there's lots of ways you can you can attack that. I have heard some people say, you know, the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. 
Um, if a site supervisor is willing to compromise on safety, generally other people will also compromise on safety. Yep. Um, if the site supervisor has very strong views on health and safety and maintains that higher standard, you'll generally find people on the people below that site supervisor will also hold hold themselves to that standard. Yes. So I guess you don't want to be the generally you don't want to be the site supervisor who's walking around just picking people up all the time and nagging people about health and safety. Yep. Um, you want them to take their own responsibility for safety. Uh, you don't want people to hide things from you and you know simply say, oh, the site supervisor's coming, let's do it properly for 30 seconds until he walks away. Yeah. Um, you want them to know that they're going to do it properly before you get there and when you walk away, they're going to continue to do that. Yep. Some people say lead by example and other people say lead by design. So if you can design your work site to basically take the health and safety thought away from the workers. So if you have good scaffold in place, it's being inspected the workers almost don't have to think about working at heights because they know they can just get up on the scaffold and they, they can think about their task without having to worry about the scaffold because the scaffold's going to be there because yep. you've made sure it's there and you've made sure that it's um, up to a certain standard. Um, and so, you know, you're taking that away from the workers. You're taking full responsibility yourself. Yep. Uh, yeah. And that, that safety culture then is, is ingrained in the site then throughout all the workers. And yeah, that's they, right. They have it in the back of mind. It's just a natural sort of... That's right. And if they identify something, you want them to come to you and report it to you. Yep. Um, so you certainly don't want to be angry with them for reporting health and safety no, matters. They want to encourage it. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. fact they're bringing things to you is actually a good thing. Yep. Um, it means you can, once again, bring all the PCBs together, consult, and work out the best way to solve it. Um, and, you know, simple ways of doing that that most, I guess, larger sites definitely do is um, have safety committees and safety yes. walks. Um, it just, you know, once or twice a week, bring everyone together, have that, have that talk. Um, but like I said, probably the... One maybe one of the failings of safety committees is they do their one walk a week and they spot things, they hazard spot, um, instead of looking a bit deeper mm. uh, into the issues and trying to design it out of the workplace. Yeah, um, yeah. so it is good. It gets people thinking, but um, you do want to try and design the workplace to you know, eliminate as many hazards as possible rather than just walking around hazard spotting once a week. For sure. Okay, so we, we certainly see that supervisors perform a vital role in managing the health and safety on site. Uh, in wrapping up, what are the top things you're hoping um, our listeners take away from the instalment of the Safety Car series today? Probably the major thing is uh, don't, under, don't, sorry, don't underestimate your level of influence as a site supervisor. Certainly for younger workers and even older workers, um, they're looking at you as the site supervisor as... I guess as this, the person who sets the standard on the site. The role model. Yeah, def definitely. Yeah. Um, there's probably a lot of younger workers, whether they say it or not, they might be interested in becoming a site supervisor at some stage, um, becoming a foreman or a project manager. Um, so they're really looking at you as as the standard to, to work towards. Um, probably similar to myself as an electrician, as I mentioned at the start of the, the program, yep. was that um, I watched the people before me and I just sort of emulated what they did. Yep. Yeah, so there's probably people doing that to you, whether you realise it or not. Um, so certainly the standard that you're accepting today is going to be the standard into the future. Mm -hmm. um, so really don't compromise when it comes to safety. If something needs to be enforced or if people are doing the right thing, the wrong thing, sorry, they, they need to be pulled up on that. Um, but at the same time, you want them to come and report things to you and try and encourage them. Don't make safety you know, a bad thing. No. Um, it's actually a good thing if you're identifying health and safety issues so you can get them addressed. And probably the most important thing is to communicate not just to your workers but the other trades around you. If we can get everyone working together and thinking about safety as they're working, certainly the standard the industry would lift. Yeah, everyone takes ownership then too on site. So. Definitely. Yes. Okay. So thanks for tuning into the Safety Cast. Uh, very special thanks to my colleague and guest, Kevin Murphy, today uh, for sharing those uh, insights regarding construction site supervisors. 
Um, for more information, please type Site Supervisors Safe Work New South Wales uh, into your web browser and you'll be provided with a whole range of free guidance material uh, to assist you and your business. Thanks again for taking the time to listen today. If you have any questions on this topic or any other Safe Work topics, please visit www.safework.nsw.gov.au or phone us on 13 10 50. Please pass this on to any of your colleagues in the construction industry. And also, please note, this safety cast is available in condensed form as a top five takeaways for construction site supervisors.